What is good? How are we all doing? Hope you guys are having an incredible day. Welcome to the first ever Clickbait Podcast. Hope you guys are all having a wonderful day. My name is Corey, aka Sakura, and this is Taylor, aka Crazy T. How are you doing today, Taylor? Not too bad, okay. not too bad, mate. I'm, uh, what a I'm excited. Yeah, so, chat, <laughs> just to get you guys clued in as to what's going on. One, my camera wouldn't work for like 20 minutes leading up to this. Crazy's stream just wouldn't work at all. He's had issues with his PC, he's had issues with everything. Like, it's just been absolute carnage. So, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty hectic, like, 5, 10, 15 minutes before this stream where we've just been like, ah! Literally, I cannot see my chat right now. That is where I'm at. <laughs> I've got my chat running on my phone. So, if anyone's going to message today on the chat, I apologise. If you want to put a message, go over to Sakura's stream as well, because he'll be able to read his chat. <laughs> Let's go. My chat's uh, popping off at the minute. We're on a level two hype train already. This is insane. That. Insane. How are Thank you, you very much for pulling through. I'm doing very good, man. I'm doing very good. I'm excited, but also slightly bricking it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, for bro, obvious reasons. So, first things first, um, we'll go through some, some personal intros, just so that the chat gets to know me and you. Um, who we are, both outside the stream and on stream, things like that. Um, and then we'll we'll see where the where the night takes us. Perfect. I say we'll see where the night takes us. We'll see where the script takes us. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> see how quickly we get through this. <laughs> we are not just winging this. I promise. I promise. We've got uh, we've got bullet points that we're gonna follow today, chat. Um, so like we want to follow a sort of a uh, each podcast uh, sort of schedule. So we can speak about different things. So we say, for example, if one of you wants to come in and like learn about reviews or learn about content, there's going to be certain segments for that. So yeah, that's what we try to split up. But if you don't stick around for the entire podcast, we'll just kick your teeth in. Yeah, that's true. Um, well. Yeah, yeah. So Billy, be warned. Yeah, exactly. If you're not here till the bitter end, like us, then uh, we're coming down to Kent and we're kicking your head in. <laughs> That is a threat. First podcast, and we're already threatening our viewers. We love to see it. <laughs> this is we love brilliant. to see it. So, Sweet. first things first, uh, a, a fresh segment that we're going to do. Obviously, this week it'll be me and you, and then as we go on, obviously when we get guests on, it'll be with them as well. But this first segment is called, Who the Fuck Are You? <laughs> and essentially, it's just like a 20 questions, just to get to know each other. Um, so, first things first, I'll let you go first. Who are yep. you? How old are you? What what job do you do? How long have you been in content creation? Uh, so if you don't know me from Sakura Stream, uh, I'm Crazy T, Crazy T, Taylor, whatever, dickhead. So I've been called many things in my <laughs> life. Um, I'm 23, even though I did forget that this morning. I was trying to remember my age and thought I was 24 or 22, but I couldn't remember, <laughs> which is a scary sign. Uh, my job, uh, I'm a instrument technician in oil and gas. Okay, um, I was going to say, could you specify what exactly that is? Because when you said instrument technician to me, I immediately thought like you play guitars or like <laughs> you, you sort out people's like flutes and stuff, which I thought nah. was a little bit weird. So, so what, I, what is it? I look after the measurement and control systems um, on the specific site. Uh, okay. It's basically like, imagine your fridge, how your fridge keeps itself cool. That's what I do. 
I look after like the control systems on that. Obviously, it's a bigger scale. I don't go around people's fridges. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind it because I love food, but like, yeah. Um, and content creation, I've been doing it for it's coming up to a year. I've taken a step back recently in regards to streaming and TikTok, and I'm more now going into like a staff role and a helping role uh, at Click to try and help yeah, awesome. other content creators. Um, uh, but yeah, I've enjoyed every minute. It was just more personally for me. I was loving streaming and I love it and I'm still going to do this and still do streams, but I absolutely love the staff role. It's amazing. Was streaming like going a little too fast? Like, did you just have to put it on a back burner or? Yeah, it was hectic. It was hectic. Like, like I I grew massively quickly, like not even in a cocky way. I did. And it did catch up to me and I thought, okay, would I in the future want to be walking down the street and worrying about people like pestering me if i was to get that big and for me myself i i personally wouldn't like that it just okay it just doesn't suit me but like obviously that would be if i was to get there like realistically i probably wouldn't have got there but it's just each their own and i know where i wanted to push to so i wanted to push to that high but yes one of those things completely understandable awesome um do we want to carry on, or do we want to uh, do questions for me, or do you want to get to know you now? Um, should we do an intro for me, and then we'll go like yep. the the specific questions that I've got. There's some pretty cool questions that I thought of. So um, Sakura Gaming UK, who the we'll fuck ed- are you? We'll edit that seamlessly in uh, <laughs> in the YouTube edit and the podcast. Um, for somebody that asked in my chat before, yes, the podcast will be available uh, to watch on demand, both on Twitch. It'll then be edited for YouTube and it'll be edited for Spotify and Apple pl- uh, podcasts as well. So you can you can see it everywhere. And everyone who, who um, out, I can't see your message. I, I am Corey. I'm 24. I'm also... <laughs> bro, I swear. It's like when people in the shop ask us, like, so how old are you? When they're about to check my ID and I'm like, uh, 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 18, shit. Yeah. Like, it feels like I've been 18. Not I good. still feel it. Not good. Um, I'm from Newcastle, and I've been in content creation for about a similar time, about a year now. Coming up a year, I believe, next week, uh, which is insane. It's been a crazy year, um, a lot of crazy stuff going on, and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. For my job, uh, for anyone that doesn't know who I am, um, I coach parkour and freerunning, which is essentially like flips and vaults and jumps and rolls. Um, just as, as something different for kids to get involved in because it's a, a really good workout and it's good for those kids like me that were misfits and couldn't kick a ball in a straight line or couldn't catch a ball. Um, so yeah, it's it's there as, as, as something a little bit different and it, it's massive in the UK now. It's massively popular and has been getting more popular as we've gone on. It's a sort of a fun sport in a way and that you can like, you, you see people doing this, it's cool sport it's a trend it's not something that will go out of trend being yeah. able to parkour is something that i think is so like you see someone do parkour and no matter if you were like 13 years old or now you're still like yo that is cool that's, <laughs> that's cool. a lot of dedication yeah, yeah. and effort put into that it's one of those things in it like it's it's something that's fresh and up and coming obviously with any sport it'll sort of like it'll waver but i think it's one of those things that's so different that to be honest i don't think it's gonna change because innately um 
obviously kids want to jump about and climb and yeah. jump off things. So we're essentially there just teaching them how to do it properly and how to look cool doing so. And how to pick up women. That's the main focus. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> so the get to know you questions that I have. Question number one is what is your favorite game of all time? So, well, you probably could guess by my background, but like I am a Pokemon fan. I always have been. One of my best mates got me into it. And the ultimate game for me that was my childhood is Pokemon Emerald. Pokemon okay. Emerald was just everything perfect for me. I, I could go on there and I would be lost for hours, absolute hours. Like, my favorite Pokemon as well is Rayquaza, and he was like the main one. And for me, it was just going on that game, escaping from reality, and just running around like an absolute rage after these little beasts. It was it was awesome, absolutely <laughs> awesome. What about you? What's yours? Um, oh, I'm gonna say it's a toss up between. Halo 3, <laughs> yeah, Halo 3 was a massive one for me. That played a lot in my childhood. Um, I played Halo 3 religiously for a long time. Um, I was speaking to uh, Garbutt the other day about smashing out like uh, all of the campaigns on Legendary, and the only one I haven't done is Halo 5, but Halo 3 was incredible. Forge mode, custom games, matchmaking, like it was all insane. Yeah. Um and yeah, I don't. Th to be fair, Reach was pretty good, but I don't think there's anything that got any closer to that in terms of the the Halo franchise. But in a close second, I'd say Resident Evil Seven or Days Gone, both absolutely phenomenal uh horror games. I am a massive horror one? fan. Was Halo um, Reach the one with like you could play as a team, like for the uh? No, what no? What was the one where you could play as a team on the campaign online together? I mean, you could run. You could run up ODSD. to four people. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That was what I was thinking of. I think that was awesome. That was awesome. Billy's just throwing absolutely horrendous jokes in my chat. <laughs> he says, <laughs> "How do you get Pikachu on a bus? Oh, you god, Pokemon." Man. Oh my god! I'm glad yeah. he's not in my chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, get out. Okay, I've got one go, for you go now. Crazy. So okay, okay. What is your favorite console of all time? Okay, this this is obviously is a big, like, you're either side in gaming, oh. I think. There's obviously, you've got PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Um, yeah. And to be fair, Xbox 360 probably takes my heart. Although GameCube was Ooh. pretty up there as well. And the Sega Mega Drive, I remember, was the first console I ever had. Um yeah. That's OG. But I think Xbox 360 is what I spent most of my time on, obviously, with Halo 3 and things like that. So I think that takes the top spot for me personally. What about yourself? I would go 360 because that was... So obviously I had, like, the SP and everything like that, and, like, Pokemon was on that. So yeah. they were the best consoles for me to have solo as myself playing, just single player. Yeah. But the most fun I've had is probably on the 360 that was incredible i'm now playstation but i, mean, I just think the 360 was so much better than playstation yeah. back then i mean you can't you can't compare anything to xbox parties and people chatting shit and like 
Doritos would, crash course. <laughs> yeah, nobody nowadays would make it through like a Modern Warfare 2 Xbox party. Like, not a chance in hell. Oh, like that was OG. That was so it was, good back in the day. It was good stuff, man. It was real yeah, it good. Was. I love that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, honorable mentions, obviously GameCube. Um, GameCube was a banger. A PlayStation 1 with a screen on it that we used to take on... Uh, I used to, I, I still, well, I still kind of do. We go down to Cornwall every year with my family. And uh, back in the day, my dad would put the PS1 on, like, the, the center oh, console. Yeah. And I'd smash the PS1 on the way down to Cornwall on the, like, seven or eight hour journey that it is. Another so, uh, honorable mention that I think is very underrated is the Wii. Wii's banging, man. The Wii. Wii, Wii like, baseball day, and Wii bowling are where it's at, man. And tennis 100%. and boxing. Can you remember tennis, boxing? Box- oh, bro. <laughs> oh, wow. That was banging. To be that fair, so we 100% underrated. I mean, chances are everybody nowadays has probably got one sat on their like shelving unit gathering dust. But yeah, that shit was banging. It was bussing, really bussing. good. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Good. Uh, next question I've got for you. What game would you like to most see remastered? So... I know it's already been remastered, but I'd rather I want to see the multiplayer. This is kind of cheating, bro. <laughs> what? So no, 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 no. I want to see the. I want to see the. Uh, is it Modern Warfare Two? Modern Warfare Two. Yeah. Modern Warfare Two was the pinnacle of COD. It was like I. I would always say, hands down, no matter what, uh, it is and always will be the best COD. It was. I think- I think everyone just, can agree with that. Yeah, it was just something special about it yeah. that just was awesome. Every gun was so OP. <laughs> it was it yeah, was everything was every gun was everything good. was broken and therefore it, was balanced. Like it was so good. That that game multiplayer if that was remastered they could make I think a lot well of I money. think this is this is what I think in my it, like in my opinion I think they're holding on to that as their, like, backup plan. Yeah. Like, yeah, guaranteed, true. it's coming. It has to be coming. It's been confirmed. Like, there's been leaks. But I think it's their backup plan for if any COD flops, they'll just be like, haha, lol jokes. Here's the remaster. Like, That's probably why they done the single player, because uh, yeah. when did they bring that out? What kind That of was game such was a cock tease, man. Yeah, I was literally. I was so excited for that. That came out with modern. It came out during Modern Warfare when Warzone was yeah. coming about because you got a uh, ghost. That was just before you got the ghost though. operator when you pre-ordered it. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I thoroughly enjoyed the campaign. I played it through and it was unreal. Um, mm. but yeah, when I saw Modern Warfare Two remastered, I got so unbelievably excited. Same. And then I saw campaign, and I was like, "That was so ah! frustrating." Yeah. That was like the biggest, yeah, like you say, the biggest cock tease ever. Yeah. What about yours then? What would you say? Um, different. Simpsons hit and run, bro. Oh, that Most is. Oh. Game.co.uk did a um poll to see what would be the most uh demanded uh remaster and simpsons hit and run is the most demanded remaster and it has to be top of my list as well because that game was honestly insane so i never actually owned it myself but our family friends best friends owned it and 
the amount of fun that I used to have playing that game. Bro, I used to make excuses to go to my friend's house just to play a Simpson sit and run. Oh, it was oh, so we got to do good. work together, mum. Like, I've got a project. Like, the kid wasn't <laughs> even in the same class as me. And I'm like, that yeah, he's, we got a project together. Uh, I'm going to go over there. And we just play a hit and run for hours on end. That was an awesome game. Unreal. That was very good. I think it would it would be too much, I think. It would take the world by storm. That uh, would be good. And it would it would end all games, I think. So Okay. I've got another one for you, okay? This would be the last one for this okay, section. Yeah. What game would you love to experience for the first time again? So you you you're back okay. in your youth, you're sitting there in your boxes, you're getting ready <laughs> to put this xbox or whatever on for the first time and feel that wow factor again to be fair it is a slightly more modern uh game but it has to be days gone for me as i mentioned with it being one of my favorite games like that game was absolutely cracked man like mm. the hordes the story like everything about it was incredible if you haven't already it's coming up later in the podcast there's something to mention but days gone is now on pc um, you can get it on Steam, I believe. So obviously you could go pick it up if you wanted to. It's absolutely unbelievable. Um, the hordes were unbelievably difficult. Like you had to really strategically think about what you were gonna do. Um, the campaign was incredible. Like it was enough between like a challenge and like a grind, but at the same time like thoroughly enjoyable. So I definitely, I definitely recommend checking that out if people haven't already. What would it be yeah. for you? So. It's not my favorite game, but the feeling as a kid, turning on the SP for the first time, the Nintendo SP, my first ever like console that was so solely mine, or solely mine, and going on Pokemon Leaf Green yeah. was ridiculous. That Bro. feeling of being able to pick your own Pokemon the first time and going, yo, I can actually decide what Pokemon I want. Oh, like that... that feeling, man. Like picking between the OG three, yeah, like some next level of shit. Literally, man. Squirtle, uh, Charmander, and Bulbasaur. It was always yeah. which one. But the question well, who... is, which one did you pick? Oh, I was just about to ask. <laughs> I'm Charmander always. So, I now I would pick Charmander because like he's just the best. Like he is. You cannot like beat him he is the best but if i was back then being old crazy or t i actually went for bulbasaur he was probably the weakest of the three but it's because whenever i played all my mates went for the others and i was like nah i don't want to leave this guy by himself take the underdog yeah and he was he was underrated i think but yeah, yeah, that was. A I mean, banger. there's a lot of Charmanders in chat. We got Wilkes with Squirtle Squad. Yeah, got Addy Squirtle with Gang in here. Bulba, we love to see it. Yeah, yeah, that was banging. I mean, they are all unreal. To be fair, I've just realised that intro's taken us like 20 minutes to do, and that's just the first part of this. This is definitely <laughs> going to be. We were aiming for somewhere between an hour and two hours, and I think it's going to get to that two-hour point quite easily, which is <laughs> we really like... scary. Before the before the stream chat, we were like, "Oh, I don't know. We're gonna have to see if it get, if we get stuck chatting. Like, we're gonna are have we to gonna just struggle?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Maybe we'll just no. have to put on like a full game trailer and we'll just wing it from there. But apparently not. We can both apparently not. Shit. <laughs> so, up and coming in the podcast, we've got some uh, gaming and content news. We've got updates for uh, things like COD and things like that. Uh, patch notes, metas, stuff like that. And we've got up and coming games, trailers. Uh, we got the Games Pass edition and events that are up and coming. So there's a lot to look forward to. And thanks to the absolutely incredible Megan over at Beyond, we have a Beyond giveaway to do at some point during this stream. You have to stick around to see when it is. I'm not going to yep. be posting it on Twitter. You have to be here. It's solely for the people this that are here. Yep. And we don't want just some my stream random people. We'll do it on Sakura's. So when it's time, all go over to Sakura's stream. And then we can go from there. Krazy's viewership's zero. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely tanks it. Nobody can be bothered to go back. They're like, this guy's, this guy's camera angle's way better here. <laughs> it's exactly the same. If you go over to Krazy's, if you haven't already, tab tab both of our streams so that we both get the uh, the assistance. It would be absolutely incredible. So to let you know, uh, the giveaway just uh, as a precursor is going to be open to UK, US, and EU. Obviously, there may be um, customs charges which we can't account for, which unfortunately would have to be paid for yourselves. But the product itself and the shipping will be uh, handled by um, Click and Beyond, so you don't have to worry about that. The giveaway itself is for a 20 sachet box of uh, uh, sachets, Beyond sachets, <laughs> and sachets. Uh, oh, le sachet, le sachet. Um, and a 700 milkshaker, like this one here, the red one, or like the ones behind me, you got black, white, blue, and yellow, or yellowy green. Green. <laughs> it's like a yellowy, greeny color. It's pretty sick though. Um, so yeah, you get to choose the color of shaker, and uh, then you get a, a selection of all of the different uh, sachets as well. So a lot of very cool things coming up. First things first, the next thing that we're going to go on to is just general content news, general gaming news, and things that are occurring in the world that a lot of people might not know about or would like to talk about. And the first thing on that list is obviously the new NVIDIA RTX graphics cards. I mean, graphics cards this year have been absolutely ridiculous to get your hands on. Um, as advice. Yeah, if anybody this year has been building a PC, much like I did, or uh, several other people did, uh, you'll know the price of graphics cards is insane. Uh, fortunately, I got mine for retail uh, from a very kind friend who didn't want to put uh, make me pay a scalper price. So that was very kind of him. So I managed to grab a 3060 Ti. But uh, coming out, I believe, I think it's already came out. I think it released either today or yesterday. Yeah, it is did, the I think. 3070 and the 3080 Ti. Um, I do have the specs somewhere. They're ridiculous. They're stupid. Um, the 3070 being approximately £529 retail, and the 3080 Ti being £1,049. I mean, that's, that's a lot for a graphics card. Yeah. That's like, that's practically two-thirds of what I paid for my entire PC. Crazy. Madness. Crazy money. Is it something you'd ever look to, to upgrading? Do you think you'd ever go for something like that, or do you think you'd wait until, like... The prices come down a bit. Well, I mean, if you didn't <laughs> grab it this morning, you were you were knackered anyway. If you don't grab it yeah. at retail, you're done for. Guaranteed, obviously, the thirty eighty Ti will be at like two grand on eBay. Obviously, I got my new PC though, so like yeah. that 
but I don't know. I I'm not like a PC specialist, so I'm yeah. not the best in terms of PC. Same. And in my one that I've got now, it's got the 3080, but not the TI version. Yeah. Um, and I got it for cracking price, absolutely cracking price. Like, personally, the prices for PC are ridiculous, but the difference you notice is also yeah, ridiculous. It's, it's like drastic. playing on this PC, which has got like a 1080 in, and then that with 3080 is just Monumental. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's crazy. You can play Warzone on everything max on my new one, and yeah. it's hitting 120 frames consistently, maybe even higher at times. Yeah. So yeah, it's, same on it's, my 3060. I mean, the the graphics card I had before this in my old PC was an RX 570, which I mean, decent graphics card could run things at like a bare minimum, but I mean, it struggled with like the forest and stuff like that. Whereas, as you say, now I can run it's Warzone nuts. on pretty much max graphics with like. 120 to 150 frames and honestly like the difference is phenomenal yeah um, it is. that's one thing i, I want to get more into is like knowing the knowledge behind pcs but it's because i've been a pc gamer properly for well i say a year now but i've only properly been playing mouse and keyboard for the last three four months i've, I've still not converted to mouse and keyboard i'm still on uh on controller uh oh. i use a razor wolverine because uh love I, it all the games I play just don't offer any chance of me learning mouse and keyboard without getting absolutely slapped. I might try and I might try and learn it on like Grand Theft Auto or something where I can just mill about because there's no way I'm going to learn it in sweat lobbies on Warzone because that's just disgusting. So Sam Restless from my stream uh, from Click, he actually bagged a 3060 Ti. Oof, let's go. He, he actually got one somehow, so GG's to you, bro. That's mad. Very nice. Very, so one thing nice. I want to speak about that I'm buzzing about, okay? Anyone that knows me, I'm well into my boxing and everything to that. I'm into sport-ish, I, I say. I've got a bit of a belly at the moment, so evidently not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing coming up this weekend, chat, and everyone, the Logan Paul versus Mayweather fight. Controversial fight. The most annoying thing from it, there's no winners. Yeah, I was going to say, let me quickly read out the rules for anybody yeah. that doesn't uh, follow if, boxing. Well, you get that. So, i got the rules in front of us. So, if you don't know each person, so Mayweather undefeated 51-0, and I believe it is, isn't it? 51 or 52. Something ridiculous like that. He was absolutely ridiculous. He was the probably the best fighter of the generation. His defensive skills were amazing. He weren't he didn't have the power to knock out all the time, but his defensive was ridiculous, his movement. Logan Paul, <laughs> I think it's uh zero one and one. So yeah. he drew against KSI, lost against KSI, and now he's going up against Mayweather. It it's absolutely nuts that influencers are getting this potential like his brother yeah. jake or i think jake is he's got another boxing fight coming up as well doesn't yeah he? just confirmed we'll, we'll speak a about that afterwards ago. yeah we'll speak about that in a minute actually but yeah this one this weekend i'm interested by because of the rules yeah the rules i mean the rules strange. themselves if you guys don't know um there's no judges scoring the competition because there's not going to be an official winner um it doesn't go on official record so if Mayweather does get beaten um, it doesn't count against Mayweather if Logan Paul wins. It doesn't count on any official records. Knockouts are allowed. 
which I'm really happy to hear because I'd love to see Logan Paul get put on his ass. I mean, that would yes. be that would be incredible. Um, referee will stop the fight if needed, but he's he's gonna stay out if he if he can do so. Uh, they're using twelve ounce gloves. There's no headgear, and they are doing eight three minute rounds. Um, I don't know about you guys in chat, but I think Logan Paul is gonna get absolutely clapped. I, I think, think the the odds at William Hill for betting were a hundred and twenty to one against. That's worth uh, a quid. I'm just saying against Logan Paul. You put ten pound on that or twenty pound on that. Easy dub. Yeah, you're talking easy dub. Yeah. I just yeah. want to see him get laid out. Like I'm not bothered about the scoring. I just want to see one of them get put on the floor. So I, I personally think Logan's gonna get beaten because of the pure class of. Um, Mayweather, like yeah, I think his, it, his class in in comparison is another level because when you watched Mayweather, obviously Mayweather's older now, but when you watch Mayweather versus Conor McGregor, McGregor was bigger. When you like looked at dirty, him in the ring, you were yeah. like, Mayweather uh, McGregor looked like a bigger opponent, and I genuinely thought that McGregor was going to go in there and beat him. Yeah. He dicked McGregor. He absolutely like yeah, McGregor done all right, but he did dick him. He beat him. In this circumstance, I think it's going to be the same. And the fact that Logan's not got the skill that an actual fight had. Yeah, I think with it, with it being boxing and having more strict rules to something like UFC, um, I do think it would be significantly more difficult for Logan, especially to stay clean and yeah. keep it in that boxing uh, fight. So, What about Jake Paul... Versus Tyron Woodley. If you don't know, again, once again, who these guys are, Jake Paul, obviously Logan's younger brother, but slightly bigger than Logan, which I didn't actually know this until last fight. And Tyron Woodley is, I think he's like a three-time world champion UFC, or either three-time or five-time world champion, but he reigned for like three years. He is like actually nuts like Cracked yes he's he's lost the last five which fair enough yeah you lose the last five but he's lost them in the ufc and his last one he got choked out but like jake has fought people that aren't boxers obviously tyron woodley's not renowned for his boxing but he still can box yeah i think he's going into the ring with a different beast because we went he went into with ben Askren, who could not punch whereas you look at tyron woodley and you see a boxer in him you can see even just from like watching previous fights he's had there is something about him yeah i mean sam in chat saying he was an ex welterweight champ and a really good wrestler apparently he lost his last few because he's focusing on a rap career so uh, i mean he's got other things going for him so apparently that's yeah. why uh he's not quite putting in the the effort that he needs to and he's going to be training with mayweather yeah he's actually so mayweather called uh, Tyron Woodley out on the recent interview and said, Woodley, come and train with me. Let's both dick these people, basically. So, yeah, I mean, as Wilkes just mentioned there, he almost lost to Deji. And Deji's like... Exactly. Not even remotely a fighter. So The only difference is that he's had more training now. And I, I'll put my hand up. I do think Jake is a fighter now. Like, yeah. I personally, after seeing him last fight, he... He doesn't look bad. Like anyone that says he looks bad, he doesn't. He does look like he can box, but 
he's not been in with an actual he's not boxer. A, he's not a well yeah. way. <laughs> no, and he, put him in with an actual boxer, then you see if he can box. Yeah, it'll be a so totally obviously story. we'll wait and see. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like it could just be an out of out of the bag like straight knockout on a lucky punch, like. Yeah. Like the McGregor fight, the first thirty seconds of the fight, like it could just be a, a exactly. decent punch that puts somebody out, or it could be eight solid rounds of like genuinely good boxing. But uh, I guess we'll see. Yep. Uh, next, on next the on the agenda, yeah, back to gaming. Just a slight detour there. <laughs> I mean, it's still in the world of content creation and things like that. Obviously, yeah. we just wanted to cover it with how big it's uh, it's getting over the the past couple of months, and obviously. It's one of the most expensive fights in terms of like payouts and stuff now, which is insane that somebody who has a YouTube channel is actually fighting somebody that could kill someone. It's like nuts. that's just madness. Um, back to back to gaming and Call of Duty. Uh, two major events that happened over the past week um, in terms of Call of Duty itself, in terms of Warzone, is obviously a couple of records were broken in terms of uh, kills on Warzone, which is is just stupid. Um, Mutex. Uh, got the solo quads record with 61 kills. I don't think I've had that combined over my entire Warzone career. That's 61 nuts. kills. Never mind in one game against full four-man teams. Crazy. Um, and he also beat the record for solo duos with 56 kills. Uh, which is just absurd. Like, how anybody can be that cracked on the sticks is honestly beyond me. Um, have you ever watched him play as well? Have he's incredible, him? man. He Guys. plays that claw crypt, doesn't he? Like, with yeah. Him. Oh, it's nuts. Watching him it's is just insane. Nuts. Yeah, the fact that the guy's playing on controller for one against people that are snappy little bastards on uh, on keyboard and mouse, like props to the guy. I mean, it's people nuts. can people can always be like aim assist this console FOV that. Like at the same time. You gotta give credit where credit's due. The guys, the guys cracked on their sticks. Let's be honest. Absolutely. Um, also in Call of Duty news, uh, Diaz Biffle and Super Evan went back to back to win the Huskers Howl 100k tournament um, with some very impressive games. To be fair, prior to the tournament last time, I hadn't heard of either of them. Um, no. To be honest, I think one of them's an accent gamer, and then uh, one of them's uh, a Twitch streamer that's uh, up and coming. I say up and coming. They're both massive, to be fair, but lesser known. <laughs> um, I didn't know who they were, and I, tr I try and keep my head into, into Call of Duty news and things like that as much as possible, but the fact that they took out like Huskers and uh, TP and all the big boys is is pretty Crazy. damn impressive. Yeah, especially to do it two times in a row is uh, is incredible. Very, very impressive. And then there's also the... Uh, is it the quads kill record has just been beaten as well? I think it was uh, beaten over the past day or two, yeah. Yeah, with, is it like 141 kills or something ridiculous? Something like ridiculous. That? It's like think... a full lobby worth of deaths. It's just nuts. Like, Obviously, how... people are literally like, how can you kill 141 people out of 150? Obviously, you've got to account for rebuys, yeah, deaths, exactly. gulags, things like that. So, But more the the movements they must have to do on the map to be able to get that many people. Yeah, you've got to be constantly working. Yeah. Like Watching some people play, like uh, watching TP or Huskers or Symphony play, the speed and rotations that they make are so well calculated and so like fast. 
And I just can't keep up with that. Whenever I'm playing COD, I'm like, there's a team over here. We go to that team. We kill that team. We then find yeah. another team. They're simultaneously split into two different duos, pushing completely separate teams, all working together just to absolutely ransack the entire lobby, which is uh, is absurd. Absolutely insane. Um, so It's like uh, Nick them. Merckx. I was watching him the other day. Like He's probably one of my favorite streamers. And he was going off in quads by himself and just demolishing people. SMA. And it's like, how? How? Like, how is that possible? It's just absolutely nuts. Yeah. Absolutely as nuts. as Kim's just said in the chat, it's predominantly me just pushing teams on my own and dying. <laughs> or other people on my team pushing teams on their own and dying, thinking we're all Nick Merckx. And uh, evidently we're not. That 4v1 is not something we should have ever pushed. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's moments when you're like, oh, I've, I've got a good position here. I can definitely push this. And then there's a claymore at the door. One guy's already watching it. You get you lose your plates immediately. Then you get ransacked by three people. Like, it's carnage. Absolute carnage. So, props to them. I mean, as as much as people can be like, ooh, bot lobbies, VPNs, obviously, as it's coming out of the woodworks, uh, that people are using things to cheat. Uh, obviously... I mean, they're still cracked on the sticks. I mean, Symphony, for example, everyone's like, oh, that guy has to cheat. The guy played LAN CS for ages, and he was cracked on the sticks. Like, yeah. if you look at any of his older stuff, even in like LAN and in person, he is playing unbelievably well. Um, good. So I, I don't doubt for a second that Symphony is cracked on the sticks. I mean, to be fair, most players may be using walls, but, I mean, it's entertainment at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> fair enough if they're using it for tournaments. Completely disagree with that. But if they're using it on stream to get high kill games and people are enjoying watching it, it's entertainment at the end of the day. Like, people love that shit. I'm a perfect example of people not coming to your stream to watch because you're shit at games. Um, <laughs> like, nobody wants to come see Timmy over here get two kills and then die in the second circle. Like, it's just, it's just not what people want to see. So, yeah. Moving on to uh, more slightly cod related, I say slightly cod related, it's fully cod related news. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, this week brought in the new full auto pistol, the AMP 63, which apparently is not as good as people were anticipating. They expected it to be the new, uh, the new full auto pistol like the, the previous one was. They expected it to be cracked, they expected the akimbo to be broken, and apparently, it's just incredibly underwhelming. Um, that's good though that's good which is yeah that. it's nice to hear like hearing that there's another broken gun every time there's an update is the most unbelievably frustrating thing because it just makes me think i'm gonna find a different game like it's that's why i've gone away from warzone recently because of the fact that it, the meta changes so heavy in that the they release patches like that weekly yeah. and one moment there's a gun that is the most cracked gun ever, and then the next one, it's like a pea shooter. It's terrible. Yeah. Like, it's I good mean, the that... Kilo is an incredible example of that. The gun yeah. was insane, and then it turned into a paintball gun the following week. Exactly. It's still, it's still pretty solid, but nowhere near as good as it was. No. Um... And it's good that this. I like the fact that they've actually got fully auto pistols that still actually can like compete though. Like I was watching yeah. a video earlier of it. And I actually like what it looks like when you're shooting with it and everything yeah. like that. It looks like a nice gun to use. 
but it's nice that it's not as overpowered as the other ones. Yeah. But the new gun of the meta, though, have you seen? Um, oh, it's the LMG. All the streamers are using it. Nick Merckx is using it. The PKM. Yeah. PKM it's... is cracked. I've been saying this for the longest time. It's mad. Um, PKM's absolutely unbelievable. You can run it as... I was using it back when the Bruin was a meta. When the Bruin meta was a thing, I was using the PKM and it was outgunning the Bruin. And just nobody ever used the PKM. It was completely overlooked. But that gun is insane. For a, for something that holds up to 200 rounds, you can literally wipe an entire squad and go on to the next squad without reloading. Like, it's it's that ridiculous. Um, You can bump the stock graphic if you want and you could run it as a as an assault rifle. You could run it as a backup to a, a sniper. There's all sorts of crazy stuff you can do with it that are um, insane. And as we'll get onto in a second with some suggested videos, um, quite a lot, as you say, streamers are using it because it is just, it's incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. Going on um, to COD nerfs and buffs. Yeah, I mean, the AMAX has been nerfed twice in the past couple of weeks. As you mentioned before, I feel like instead of nerfing guns... They should buff other guns to bring them up to par. Because I yeah. feel like instead of taking the meta weapons and making the same as the other ones, they just completely tank the stats and just make it shit. Whereas if it's... they brought the other weapons up to the same as that, or like leveled them out, it would be alright. There was one part of cards like a month, maybe two or three months ago, um, where there wasn't a meta. And it was absolutely incredible. You could run whatever you wanted. You could run Kilo, Grau, Amax, and they all shot the same. Like there was guns that yeah. were still a little bit better, but obviously, in comparison to having to like skill. the DMR or the shotgun, it was down to like actual ability, which was nice to have because you weren't just getting one tapped by a a DMR that was completely broken or getting outgunned by dual pistols in a corridor because you can't do anything but die. What would you say? Okay, what would you say is your favorite and least favorite meta? See, this is this is something I I completely disagree with with uh, uh, quite a lot of people. My favorite meta personally was the DMR, um, okay. just because I fucking love semi-automatic weapons. The FAL is one of my favorite weapons. DMR meta, I I personally enjoyed uh, quite a lot. I know everybody else says it was disgusting because you could literally be one tapped, but I just liked it because it was a semi-automatic weapon and they were actually pretty good for once, which was nice. Um, for me personally, any of the shotgun metas, the Doof Doof, the Fire Breath shotgun, and the Street Sweeper, absolutely disgusting. Uh, the fact that you could get one tapped or two tapped in a in a building is just ridiculous. Like, dual pistols, you could kind of combat if your movement was good. Shotguns, the bullet spread on that in a tight corridor, you literally don't stand a chance. You get one tapped or two tapped, and it was just disgusting. You just had people sitting in the corner of buildings, not moving the entire time. And if you were just pushing through looting or something, some guy was behind the door with a shotgun pointed at you waiting for you coming through. Like, it was just frustrating, man. Yeah. What was, yeah, what was yours? So mine, uh, my, my favorite meta that I absolutely loved and was just absolutely, well, there's two that was insanity. It was, it should never have been a thing, both of them. Was the snake shot jewelies? Yeah, the snake, snake shot jewelies nice, was so fun. Being able to tap someone from so far away, dual shotguns, man. <laughs> That's pretty much yeah. what it was. It was, and it was long distance, 
And yeah. then the other one I really liked was the FAMAS as well, the FAMAS shotgun. Yeah, the FAMAS shotgun was sick. One. Like that was really cool. Just being Again, able to just broken. use a shotgun on a gun uh, on the gun and actually use that attachment because it is absolutely no one no one uses underbarrel attachments no. at all. They should not be a thing. The only one that's coming up recently which uh, a lot of people might have seen on TikTok, which is absolutely hilarious, is the stun grenades and the flashbangs yes, uh, in the underbarrels with people just trolling people and just caning like 16 flashbangs at them. Like, that's yeah. absolutely hilarious, man. If you the were one... on the receiving end of that, that's an immediate uninstall, without a doubt. The one I don't like, and it was the meta recently, but it's because I was late to the party, was the AMAX. I didn't even mm. bother with the AMAX. I, I didn't... When it come out, I was like, nah, this is a nothing gun. Like, I don't... At that time, I think the AN-94 was out, and I don't know yeah. why. It's such an underrated gun, and I really rate it. I really like the AN-94. It's, it's such a, it's, like, it, nice gun to use. Yeah. I mean, the hyperburst feature, where it fires, like, two, then one, yeah. sounds really nice, looks really nice. It's just, like, an all-round enjoyable nice. gun to yeah. use, but it just doesn't compete. Exactly, uh, it doesn't. But the yeah, AMAX, which is frustrating. The AMAX was that meta was just for me. I would go into gunfights and get them down low, and then they'd come out with an AMAX, it's and just within a few bullets, I'd be gone. And it's just like, yeah. well, that's part of the reason why I transitioned over to Apex because I got to the point where, what am I meant to do? Yeah, what am I meant to do? I'm you're losing not, not every gunfight regardless of skill. Yeah, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. It is incredibly frustrating. I mean, yeah. another one that I wasn't particularly a fan of um, was the three-round burst meta with the M16 and the Cold War Org. I loved was the M16. Absolutely despised it. Like, getting one-tapped with a, a single three-round burst headshot across the map, getting one-tapped down a three-time zoom scope on an M16 was the most frustrating thing ever. Way worse than the DMR, in my opinion. I love that. I actually really... I can get where you come from because I had that rage. But yeah. the fact that you could just burst someone and it was actually down to accuracy, because if you didn't hit them shots... It wasn't, it wasn't. But if you, you had to hit them yeah, shots to I one mean, burst them... Close, like, close range, it definitely wasn't. But at range, no, at people range. just spamming the trigger and just following you... The gun had zero recoil. It was disgusting. It was oh. just like, you get one of those bursts on target, done. It was, yeah. I love so that's that. That's what was frustrating. Like, I don't, in, in my opinion, I don't think it took any skill because the, the three burst guns, like, you could just I guess the burst. accuracy was, like, when they nerfed it, though, and the accuracy was harder, though, but it was yeah. still hitting as hard, that's where then, fair I really enough. enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because I think in that stage it was alright. But that's where that's where the transition from the M16 to the Org went, because everyone was using the M16, they nerfed it so that the accuracy wasn't as good, then everyone went, well, what's the other three-round burst? Yeah. Oh, the, the, was the Org. Everyone went on the Org. disgusting. And, yeah, everyone went on the Org and devoured everyone again, and it was, it was yeah. such a... That's what happens in Warzone at the moment. It's such a heavy switch of meta. It's not a... It's not a this group of guns. Yeah, it's good. always it's... one specific gun. Yeah. But that that as you say was literally like the three round burst guns were all pretty solid. Yeah. I mean FAMAS was still pretty good during that time. It was an underrated gun, but 
nowhere near as as much as the the Cold War weapons. So I think we've got into the part now. So we're going to be going through some top clips and videos of the week to start with. So we have selected some videos that we like or we've watched. Yeah. Uh, we've selected some clips that are nutty from certain people. Uh, and yeah, we're going to show them to you. We're going to discuss them. And we're going to say what we think about them, really. Like, yeah. do we enjoy them? Why we enjoy them? What is so good about them? And everything about them, really. So, we Let will just... get this. Double check that I'm doing this correctly when I open it, and it's not gonna pull up some random tab. <laughs> Boom! There we go. Oof! Oh, my, oh mine's actually worked. Mine has too. <laughs> Chat. First and foremost, what do we think of the overlays? Do we like this? Does this look good? Do you need more of our face? Less of our face? More of the the video? What do you think? I mean, I, th I think it's pretty all right, but I'm biased because I made it. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. Um. So, first and foremost, one of the, the main videos for me that stood out this week is um, Joe Woe, obviously known, self-proclaimed and proclaimed by many others as the uh, the movement king. The guy's cracked on the sticks. He's literally like a guy on ice skates when he's going around Verdansk. His slides, his movements, his bunny hops, everything phenomenal. And this week, he put together a full 40-minute guide on his movement style. So if you're ever looking for how to go through uh, movement in Warzone, how to get better in that sense for your play style, this is a must check out video. I'm gonna link it down in the chat uh, and I'll quickly explain what it goes through. Um, so there's the link in the chat. Obviously watch it at a later point. Don't watch it during the podcast. That's just straight up disrespectful. Um, but yeah, he covers obviously the basics of, uh, of the movement. He covers important settings so things you should have set up like uh tactical sprint and things like that he covers types of sprinting slide cancelling crouching and snaking which is uh is a process of going prone and then peeking uh to get like a an fps advantage against enemy players you've got jumping uh for information so peeking stuff with jumps in movement shouldering corners advanced techniques slide cancels centering bunny hops Combining techniques together, fadeaway bunny hops, using cover, and then all sorts of clips and breakdowns of all of the stuff that he's hit over the past couple of months that are just absolutely insane. If you've not checked out Joe, well, do it. It's great up. It. The guy's insane. Cracked on the stakes. If you don't want to watch his streams, go check out his TikTok. He compiles loads of really cool clips of stuff that he hits on stream, and it's just insane. Like, the guy's literally breaking legs like he's playing basketball against five-year-olds like it's it's absurd absolutely incredible on Cryable. so we're gonna move on to the next thing that we're gonna try and go through chat uh the next thing we are gonna be going through is trailers so for upcoming games or yeah pretty much anything that we like to see it it might not always be games it could even be a film that we like yo this looks incredible but this week we're going to go for upcoming games. We have four that we're going to watch. We're probably going to watch about a minute or two minutes each, uh, because of the fact of the length of them. Probably two minutes, because I think they were. I was going to say some of them are closer to like eight minutes, which is is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, so much as I'd love to just sit back and relax for the next eight minutes, yeah. uh, it's probably <laughs> not the the most fantastic uh, of content. Just in terms of uh, films. 
Obviously, we don't have any up-and-coming films uh, listed at the minute, but a couple of films that I've been to see this month and a couple of films that are up-and-coming, uh, which we don't unfortunately have trailers for, but you can go check out. Uh, Saw Spiral came out earlier this year. Spiral from the Book of Saw, which is a, obviously an add-on from the Saw franchise, written and directed by Chris Rock, and also starring Chris Rock. Um, guy's hilarious. I mean, the film has a comedic aspect, um, but it still has that dark, grungy vibe that all the Saw films have. Um, secondly, I went to see the new Conjuring film, The Devil Made Me Do It. If you're a horror fan, ask me any questions about any up-and-coming horror films or any horror films that have come out, because I go and see them practically on the day that they're released, because I'm an absolute horror fanatic. Conjuring, from start to finish, the film's incredible. Tense, scary. I mean, it's it's perfect. And the third film that I went to see... in. <laughs> This week, I've seen three three horror films in the past week. Um, is a Quiet Place two. Oh, if you've seen a Quiet Place one, you'll know already that the film is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, the second one, from start to finish, is probably one of the most intense films I've ever watched. The entire time, I sat on the edge of my seat, my asshole was clenched, like <laughs> it was. It was like, oh! like yeah. It's honestly phenomenal. Without spoiling any parts, just go check it out. If you haven't already seen the first one, go check it out. There's one scene in it that always gets me, uh, which involves a nail, and that's all I need to say if you've seen it. Oh, boy, I know what's It's rough. Yeah. It's rough. Um, so, yeah, up-and-coming films, you've got the Hitman's... Uh, Hitman's wife's bodyguard? Yes, is something I believe like is, that, yeah. is is it's something around that. It's uh, Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, a direct follow up from the Hitman's Bodyguard in regards to his wife. Um, Ryan Reynolds is supposed to be on like a hiatus, not doing any sort of killing or bodyguarding, taking a chill pill, and he gets roped into some crazy stuff. So that's coming out this week, and Nobody as well, brought to you by the creators of John Wick. Uh, that film also looks incredible, action packed. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really cool. Which, uh, yeah, I'm excited. And speaking of excited, I'm incredibly excited for Dying Light Two, which oh. is gonna be our our first trailer. Dying Light, as I mentioned uh, earlier, I think I mentioned, is one of one of my all time favorite games. Um, but the whole, I mean, the fact that it includes parkour, I mean, an immediate tick for me. Love oh, cool. to see it. Uh, yeah, it's honestly it's phenomenal. So we're gonna quickly pop up the the Dying Light Two trailer, the gameplay trailer. We'll play the first couple of minutes, and then uh, we'll we'll pause it and we'll have a a quick conversation about it. As uh, Aaron's mentioning in the chat, the Loki series is up and coming as well. If you're a yes, big fan of Marvel, get involved, man. Loki, honestly, phenomenal. The character's hilarious as a whole. If you're a fan of Marvel, get on that. Like it looks like it's going to be an incredible series with obviously um, Tom Hiddleston being a phenomenal actor as a whole, and then you've got some big names in there as well. It's gonna it's gonna be great. It's gonna be cracked on the sticks. In my yeah. opinion, it looks insane. Like even yeah. just from that initial two minutes, in comparison to the first game, which already had a pretty large scape map and you could go out, it was insane. Obviously, nighttime the zombies become stronger. There's more variants and things like that, and it's just like crazy um this looks massive the fact that you got a parachute just signifies how much bigger this is going to be the fact that you can glide different places shows that the map's going to be absolutely insane so i'm super excited to see where this goes 
It just looks like one of them games you can just stick on and just play without worrying about anything. Like everything about the the, th- the like the free running, the different zombies, like the storyline. Like I played the first one and I played it when I was on a plane before. And it was so good. Uh, that plane journey went rapid. So <laughs> this one is just even more exciting because it looks so much better. The graphics and the detail they've gone into is ridiculous. Like, absolutely ridiculous. I'm mega excited for that. I'm mega excited. I mean, if you if you haven't already, do go check out the the, the first Dying Light game. You can get Dying Light and Dying Light the following, which is a DLC for it. Uh, for a pretty cheap price nowadays. If you go into any like second-hand game store in the UK, like CEX and things like that, you can pick up this game like dirt cheap, and it is honestly phenomenal. The storyline's great. You can play on it for days, unless you're in Germany, apparently, where it's on an index and you aren't allowed to play it, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, Germany. My apologies if you're tuning in from Germany. Uh, you can't play it, and up yours. <laughs> We can. <laughs> the next one that I'm mega excited for, I played it back when it or well Far Cry, Far Cry three, okay? I played that and it was one of the best games I've ever played. I'd done my apprenticeship and played it there just and it was just brilliant. Getting back from college, going into the hotel and just playing on that game and just being fully submerged into this world of just death destruction and awesomeness and what a brilliant storyline it had then this one looks like it's going to be around the same thing it looks like the style i've seen part of the trailer and it already has got me excited i'm I'm already knowing i'm i'm yet to watch this trailer but again far cry 3 absolutely phenomenal four and five i played five religiously i think i Played that game and beat it within like three or four days, um, at my girlfriend's house. Like, she had obviously I I played it on PlayStation, um. So the time I was down there when she lived down south was a limited time. So I was like, I'm just gonna grind this. And to be fair, I think the entire time that I was there, I didn't speak to it. I just played this game because it was that <laughs> good. Um, uh, yeah, Far Cry Five, amazing. Far Cry Six, obviously, then goes on to like cartels and things like that. So I'm, I'm super excited to see where it goes. That right there is the selling point of the game. Fuck all of that shit we just saw in the trailer. If we got a disabled dog up in this bitch, I'm buying it. Straight that, up. That that right there looks just a perfect game, doesn't I it? I hadn't seen that trailer. That was the first time watching it. Even when I was compiling clips, I didn't bother watching it because I'd like to give my honest opinion immediately on stream but oh my goodness that looks insane the weapons customization in far cry so far has obviously been pretty crazy but they've gone next level for this the fact that you can fling macarena cds (laughs) at people is just absolutely incredible awesome do you know so something it didn't show there as well or it did and it didn't the the fact you can have a crocodile as a pet Bro, I was literally about to mention that crocodile had a t-shirt on which signified that it was obviously like a player thing. That's insane. So I've seen the the trailer I've seen. I haven't seen that trailer. I've seen another one where the pet, you have the choice of the dog or a crocodile. (laughs) That's insane. Oh, wait, what? You're going to pick between the two? Yeah. 
You have to pick between the two, it sounds like. But I'm I'm like, gonna play through with both. I'm gonna play the game twice just to have both because I can't it choose looks that. Awesome. I think you get to. I think it's like um, other Far Cries where you you can just select what as yeah, you go which on, pet you have as you yeah. go. I mean, I remember yeah. in like Far Cry Five, you had like bears and mountain lions and crazy stuff like that, which yeah. was insane. Super fun. That the next game. one up on the list. Super short clip. Uh, it doesn't really give anything away about the game, but it is the uh, the new Sonic Team trailer. It's only a 32-second long clip, and it's something that you see anytime any Sonic game is released. That's it. That's that's the entire trailer. It's nice. just that. That opens everything to invita invitation, like, interpretation. That game is a Sonic Team game brought to you by the developers of Sonic Adventures. Um, it looks, judging from the way Sonic's running with the like glitch effect, it's going to be something uh, glitch-related, maybe something along that sense. But, but I mean, how nostalgic that is! Yeah, like, just seeing Sonic like that, like back in the days. I I actually remember Sonic most of playing him when he got onto uh, Smash Brothers Brawl and stuff like that. Playing with like him before as well, like that, it is it, open to so many possibilities. Hundred percent. I mean, seeing where Sonic's come from and where it is now, going from that two D side scroller yeah. of just you going along a screen, doing a couple of loop de loops, a couple of jumps, collecting all your rings, to now a fully three D crazy game. Crazy. Uh, yeah, it's it's insane. I'm super excited to see where it goes. Um, and that again applies to the next game which is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart if you guys don't know anything about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart um, it's a new Ratchet and Clank game that's coming out I believe this week or next week it's, it's really close if I remember correctly yeah, it's not um, and the game essentially allows you to rift between missions seamlessly it allows you to go between missions through a rift Without loading screens, without anything to make it seem seamless, like you're going through an actual rift in real life, which is just, it's absurd. Like, to have that capability now where you can just go in between missions without there being any loading screens at times, somebody needs to pass that information onto the GTA team because yeah. the loading screens on GTA 5 are absolutely ridiculous. So if they could pass on that technology... Would be uh, would be incredible. But we're going to quickly watch... Uh, this is only 2 minutes 20. We may as well let this run. Uh, we're going to watch this trailer super quick. And then uh, we'll get on to the, the final part of today's podcast. Like, other than the OG Ratchet & Clank game, I've never really been a massive fan of Ratchet & Clank. It's just like... I don't know. It's just not my kind of game. But that game looks insane. The seamlessness of, obviously, rifting between missions is going to be insane. The fact that you've got some futuristic stuff. You've got some old age stuff you got some prehistoric dinosaur stuff the game covers everything and the, the enjoyability that you're gonna get from that looks incredible that just looks like just a perfect game to just put on on a rainy day you've had a crap day at work you want to get home and not worry about sweating it out not worry about any <laughs> violence or anything just go on a game like that it reminds you of like Crash Bandicoot in the back. In the yeah, hundred percent. You could just stick that on. You didn't have to worry about anything and just chill, play a bit of that, and yeah, you instantly happier. It looks awesome, bro. Absolutely that game awesome. looks insane. Like 
Yeah, as you say, it's the perfect getaway from things like Warzone and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks it looks incredible. If you haven't already, um, they released an actual gameplay trailer a couple of days ago. Go check it out. Just Google Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and it'll come up with the gameplay trailer. That there was the announcement trailer from back in 2020, but they came out with an actual gameplay trailer 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 uh, the past week. So definitely go check it out. The game looks insane. Um, that perfectly leads us on to our last part of the stream, which is somewhat the main part of the stream. Uh, it's a it ventures slightly away from gaming and more into content creation and more into the educational side of what we want from this stream. Obviously, where possible, we want to help other people and obviously help educate ourselves. Um, so we're going to talk about things like uh, what we've got going for us in terms of social media, what works, what doesn't work, which platforms you should be on um what you should be doing on those platforms and then i'm gonna hand it over to crazy t who's gonna talk about tiktok and things like that because if you don't already know crazy t is an absolute god when it comes to tiktok so we're gonna we're gonna pass over to him but before we do that um i've polished off the entire bottle of wine i don't know about you t but uh, i'm drinking beer <laughs> i am busting for the loot again so we're gonna throw up that sexy beyond uh advert just one more time then we're going to do the Beyond giveaway, and then Sounds we are going to hop into that social media discussion. And uh, yeah, if you haven't I already, think... please tell your friends that the Beyond giveaway is about to happen. Tell them to come and watch the rest of the stream. If you've got people that are interested in social media and growing on their social media platform or growing on Twitch or things like that, please tell them to come into the stream now because what we're going to share with you is some incredible knowledge for you guys to grow exponentially. The stuff that Crazy has put into TikTok, both for himself and other people, has helped them grow exponentially. It's it's a must see. Uh, bro, so, I'm I'm a full bottle of wine in. I'm like moderately intoxicated right now. <laughs> I'm I'm glazed like a donut. Hell, I haven't drank enough of this. <laughs> I normally drink whiskey, so anything that's not whiskey, I immediately I'm just like, whoa, it's it's not <laughs> ideal. It's not ideal. Okay, moving on to the moment we've all been waiting for, chat. Uh, we are going to be going over social media. As you know, social media is a massive thing for content creators. You, you can't be a content creator, a big content creator, without doing social media. Yeah, the growing on Twitch alone is unbelievably difficult. Yeah, so... I've gone through different aspects of Twitch. I've streamed twice now properly. I've done one time where I didn't grow. The second time I did grow. Sakura's been streaming. <laughs> so we're going to go on to what works and what doesn't work to start with. For myself, like I said, I've streamed twice now. When I first started streaming, I was a complete different streamer to what I am now. It was very over the top. I was very different to who I am in person. I was very... When someone's followed, I was all over the top. Oh, thank you very much for the follow, blah, 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 all this, but too much. The next time I streamed, that, that did not work. That, I averaged 10 viewers, something like that, which majority of them were my friends. So, in comparison to now... Just my mum. That's it. Just my mum. Where... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now, when I was when I last streamed properly, 
I was averaging between the likes of 30 to, well, some streams were 50, 60 viewers, but because I was myself, something that is very shone down or not spoken about enough in the community is being yourself, is being just normal and natural. Sakura can tell you it now. Everyone that knows me and click will tell you. I am no different now on a screen, on a camera now in front of you guys as I am off camera. Yes, he's lying. Enough. He's a prick off camera. <laughs> he's dead nice on cam, but he's a douche, really. <laughs> but obviously, obviously on camera, you're always going to have a bit more of a personality. You're going to have to... You, you, you couldn't do streaming or anything without the personality. And you do tone it up slightly. It, it would be a lie if anyone said that, that they didn't. It would be a lie. But I like to think that to be a good streamer, you've got to keep it as natural as possible. That's what's worked for me, as well as the social media aspect. So what about you, Sakura? What have you found? I was going to say, just, just branching, branching off from what you said there. Obviously, as you'd mentioned, being yourself is a massive thing. At the end of the day, if you want to take uh, content creation seriously, at the end of the day, it is a business. Uh, you're essentially promoting yourself as a product. So you obviously have to go a little bit over the top. Uh, and you have to... It's like a performance. It's like a, going back to my previous roots. I used to be a professional magician. Um, I used to do weddings and gigs and things like that, which is something not a, a lot of people know about me, but uh, that's <laughs> I what I used to do that. in the past. Um, <laughs> There's like 300 decks of cards under my desk right now. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, I don't really do it anymore. But it's it's a performance. It's a constant thing that you have to give 100%, obviously, on screen. And then off screen, you've got, obviously, the social media grind, promoting yourself, promoting your content. You've got uh, constant editing and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff that goes in behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see that are, are massive things when it comes to actual content creation. As I mentioned at the very start of this, before we got into the actual content of this section, you're never really going to grow on Twitch alone unless you already have a start. If you've got other people, obviously they can blow you up. But realistically, Twitch is this center point which you're using to create a community. You're using it as your main focus to create content, create those clips, but all of that other stuff around the outside, like uh, Facebook, if you use it, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, um, YouTube, they're all forms of social media where you can grab somebody's attention and you can direct it to your stream. Realistically, you're not going to get anything solely from Twitch, but if you've got YouTube, you've got TikTok, you've got Instagram, and they're all constantly pulling different people from those different places, you're going to see that viewership gradually increase. And it is a grind. It's not something you can expect immediately. Some people, it takes like 13, 14, 15 years to get to where they are, the likes of Nick Merckx and things like that. It's insane. And some people, obviously, it takes less than that. For example, Joe Wo, he's uh, been doing this like a, a lot less than the, the likes of Nick Merckx. But he's, he's good because he's good at the game. Like, realistically, he's became well-known because he's really good at the game. And for most people, no offense to most people, that's not the case. Most people aren't playing at pro level. They're not super cracked at the game, unlike obviously T over here, who's cracked at everything he touches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. 
you can see straight away if you go watch T's uh, streams, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> me included. Um, but yeah, a lot of it is just general content and you obviously have to grind to get that up. So in terms of what works and doesn't work, consistency is a massive thing. Um, this will obviously be a big thing when we specifically go into TikTok in a second with uh, T. Uh, you have to be constantly uploading on stuff. The more you upload is the more potential you have for your streams, for your videos, for everything to get those views. If you're not posting regularly, you're not going to get regular viewership. If you're not constantly posting on YouTube, you're not constantly posting on Instagram, you're not constantly posting on TikTok. You have one TikTok blow up, that's 200,000, 300,000, if not more, people that are viewing your content that could potentially come to your stream. Same with your YouTube video. That pops off, that blows up, that's 1,000 to 10,000 people that could potentially come to your stream. That's a lot of potential out there that could come to this one main source. And the more you do that, the more opportunity you have for those things popping off and for that uh, potentially coming to you in obviously the grand scheme of things. So consistency for me is probably one of the biggest things. Obviously, it's one of the hardest things as well. I'm sure T will also attest for this. Staying consistent on social media is super difficult, especially if, like myself, you're not very good at games. Uploading clips and things like that is super difficult because I don't have clips. Like, I get, like, one good clip per stream, but it's not enough to keep me going, like, every day of the week. It's just constantly fun. Constantly <laughs> trying to keep on top of things. It's the it's the wine, man. Uh, <laughs> and obviously trying to stay consistent because the more you do it, like, you'll notice it drastically. As Teal mentioned later on with TikTok... The more you keep up with TikTok and lives and things like that, it can have such a drastic effect. I mean, there's perfect examples of uh, people that have blown up on TikTok, like um, Bentist, Bartonologist, um, who are some of the other, Mark Clark, like really big, big people that have literally just blown up from one social media platform. Prior to that, they weren't very well known. And then bang, all of a sudden, they're up there with yep. the pros. They're in high-end tournaments. And realistically, the only reason they're there is because they're getting the views. It's because the content they're putting out is entertaining. They're not necessarily the best at the game. I mean, they're still cracked on their sticks. They're way better than I will ever be. But, like, they're constantly grinding. They're constantly putting that content out for the potential of uh, that coming out. In terms of what doesn't work, I don't know if you have anything on this that you specifically don't like to do or find just absolutely doesn't work and you should stay away from. Just the like I say, just be, not being yourself and being over the top and being fake. People can easily see through someone being fake. If if you're an just a normal person, you will be able to tell when someone's being fake. You can tell when someone is being genuine or someone is over the top or being. You, you always see it, but you can tell when someone's genuinely being a complete different person. It works if like dr disrespect you're wanting to be a like different a character. A character yeah but if you're being yourself like we do it doesn't work it just doesn't it, you can see through it and you'll get a lot more hate for it and stuff like you're that. gonna get outed at one point or another like at the end of the day you're not gonna be able to keep that persona and that character up forever at some point it's gonna come out what your true self is and then people are either gonna strongly dislike it or prefer the character and then like 
it just completely ruins potential going forward yeah. because you're not being yourself. Like, unless you're an arrogant prick, in which case, don't be yourself. Be somebody that's kind and genuine. Don't be an <laughs> arrogant prick. Uh, but if you are genuinely a nice person, somebody that wants to better other people and wants to bring good content, then obviously uh, being yourself is a massive part of this. In terms yeah. of platforms, I think as we are going to go on to, TikTok is massive at the minute. Obviously, yeah. I think a lot of people initially um, overlook TikTok as this kid's app where it's just dance crazes and like um trends and things like that where people are just flossing i mean t can you floss oh i can to be fair can you actually floss I used yo to let's, go, to. let's go let's go let's go let's go i used to be able to i don't know if i can now to be fair there we go people that's what the people want to see <laughs> that's 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 <laughs> hundreds that. of thousands of views right there um i can't floss i can't dance up anything on, at all give it a shot come on <sighs> i've done it i mean i can't even like I mean, is that it? I don't know what it is. Like, uh, it doesn't even make sense in my head. There's people doing, like, crazy TikTok dances that are super long. And, like, I mean, trends are incredible. But at the end of the day, TikTok is an incredible platform that is, you can blow up on it. There's, for example, myself, T's obviously going to be way bigger on this end because uh, T's, like, cracked on TikTok. But one of my videos got 500,000 views, uh, which then obviously translated to other social media platforms. There was people coming into my chat like, yo, I watched the uh, I watched the clip on TikTok and I thought I'd follow you on Twitch. Like the potential is massive. And if you have a video that really pops off and you can have people coming across to your streams and things like that, it's going to be huge. It's going to be absolutely massive. Um, yeah, I mean, TikTok specifics. I mean, Twitter, things like that, Instagram. Obviously, the more you can be on, YouTube, again, YouTube Shorts is another massive. If you're making a TikTok, you may as well take that TikTok, post it to Instagram Reels, post it to TikTok, uh, to YouTube Shorts. It's the same clip, but you're getting that different viewership across them all. The more people you can have looking at your stuff, the more viewership you can potentially have on your streams, your social media content overall. You can pop off massively from like one clip. It's like ridiculous. Um, yeah. It's absurd, but one thing that we mentioned in a click meeting the other day is regardless of which platform you're uploading to, for example, if you've uploaded a TikTok initially, don't then use that TikTok clip, um, like the exact TikTok clip, you know, with the watermark. Don't use that on Instagram. Don't use that on other social media platforms because they will flag the fact that it says TikTok on the watermark and they won't promote it at all. Take the raw footage in that exact like 1080 by 1920, that vertical format, and put it on the other social media in that same way that you've done for TikTok. And it, honestly, that's content right there. You've got content from one clip for TikTok across three social media platforms. That's three times the opportunity to get views, three times the opportunity for people to come to your stream. So it's definitely worthwhile doing. More specifically, as we're going to do now, is moving on to TikTok. I'm going to let Krazy take like full lead on this because honestly, I'm still learning. Uh, we're going to talk through... What times are good for TikTok? What days are good for TikTok? Consistency, what to do with sounds, what to do with hashtags, everything TikTok related. Uh, crazy to you over here is going to go through it all so that your TikToks like absolutely pop every single time. So listen, tune in. So, if you've got anything on in the background, turn it off. If your mum's talking in the background, knock her the fuck out and listen <laughs> up. Right? <laughs> 
as Done. we said, tic- TikTok's uh, TikTok's a hard platform because it's so heavily dense now. TikTok's something that to get big on it, you've got a you've got to get one video to pop, but then you've got to get from that fir- that video, that first video that goes viral, you've then got to keep the consistency and get another one, another one, another one. Obviously, I'm not I'm not the biggest TikToker there is. I've helped a lot of other people to get a lot bigger. I've got I know someone that I've helped that before that got and is now I think two hundred or thousand followers, which obviously schemes of things are still not millions, but from someone that has come into TikTok very late, I know the way it works. The basics of TikTok is you've got to be consistent and for each person it'll work different. But for me and for what I've tr- tested and trialed, uploading at 3 p.m. This is British Standard Time. Is it British Standard Time? Yeah, BST. Yeah. Br- British Summertime. Summertime, that's it. British Summertime. That works the best. That, for me, I found uploading at least once a day at 3 p.m. works the best. The days that you'll find is very inconsistent because some days, I, I found Sundays was quite good, but some days you'll find you'll have an absolute banger and others you won't. But keeping that consistency so you can upload at three and someone coming back to your content going, I know he's going to be uploading at three. I had a lot of my followers come on to my TikTok and comment, I can't wait for your three o'clock and your next one at three because you know. If you want to grow big on it and big quickly, like I found that I grew thousands of followers in like a few nights. Uploading two a day is perfect. Two a day, one at either 10 a.m. and 3 or 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. works brilliantly. It, it just covers all bases. So if someone wakes up, I do it. I'll wake up and I'll go on TikTok. Or I'll be on lunch. I'll go on TikTok. I'll get home from work. I'll go on TikTok. You having a shit? Go on TikTok. <laughs> having a That's shit. the biggest one. But a little thing that people don't know about TikTok as well that is very like not spoken about enough that I found success from is the sounds. So the sounds, uh, obviously, what you put to each video. So I always used to go on the top trending of all of TikTok and go for one, two, or three, as long as they fit the actual video. If they fit the video, okay, then I'd just dole the sound down to roughly about 15, because you get a range from zero to 200, and put mine up, my sound up to 200, so you'd hear it in the background, but it's enough for the TikTok algorithm to hear that vi- your video and go, okay, it's actually playing this song. It's actually using that song. So I'll chuck that to this position. So that's something that is like a really good tip. If you're wanting to try and grow, get one of these trending songs that you've seen and use them on your, on your video. Keep every video to below 15 seconds. Anything above 15 seconds doesn't work. It doesn't. I've tried it myself. You might be lucky. You, you know, you never know, but TikTok works on watch time the same as YouTube. So, say if I went on a TikTok and 
it was crap, I'd just swipe past it within three seconds. Whereas if I went on a TikTok and I was like, yo, this is really good, I'd watch the whole thing. TikTok would go, oh, yo, this person's watched this and they've had this amount of view time. We'll give it to this amount of people and see what that happens. They use it in, they, TikTok works in sort of a batch sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, sort of a process. So they give it to a small batch of people. <laughs> small batch of people and it's how the the small batch of people react to that tiktok whether it be shares likes or comments but more so the viewership time and then from there they go okay they've done well here now we'll put it to a wider range of people so then it'll go from there and that's how things get viral they they chuck it out to people bigger and bigger and wider and wider and wider till everyone's seen it and everyone's like yo have you seen this and that's how you get viral TikTok's a very volatile place, I'll be honest. It's very volatile. Everyone that is in Click or Beyond or anything know me because of my my phrase. Para <laughs> literally just come into my chat a minute ago and said it. Because, as you all know, this podcast definitely deserves a like and a follow. But <laughs> anything like that that promotes the thing of following and liking works at the very start of the video if you go does this deserve a like and a follow the people will go in their heads oh yo he said like and a follow watch the rest of the clip and thinking let's see if it does deserve it and even if it's mildly good majority of the people on tiktok are younger so they'll go okay i think that is it's easy to follow someone it's so easy you just press that uh, plus button that is how you'll gain followers. Then when you've got enough followers, you've got a thousand followers, you can then start live streaming it. Live streaming is such a amazing asset because I used to live stream and when I was doing my community nights on what Warzone, I'd be pulling in like I think my max I hit was like seventy, but it was averaging between fifty and sixty viewers. Because everyone that come on my TikTok, I'd go, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm live on Twitch. I'm doing community games. They'd go straight over it. Like we've said, like Sakura said, every bit of social media is a feeder platform to our main hub, which is Twitch. We all here, we like Twitch. Twitch is the one that we want to be using. So we've got to use everything else, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, to feed into Twitch. But out of anything nowadays, I, I cannot say it enough. TikTok is what you've got to use. You, you've got to be consistent. You can put on the worst clip of your life. Like my worst clip has got my most views. And all of these clips bang. are shit. Yeah, but they're, they're all they're shit. They're banned for views. Yeah, this is, <laughs> it, they are shit. But this one is ultimately bad. And it's done well. So for me... I would say if you want to make it big, still make the content good. Don't don't slack on the quality because I know that I've seen people on TikTok and I'll swipe straight off if the, if I see it blocky or that. Nah, that you don't want to do that. Make sure the content and quality is still good, but if it's a shit clip, don't worry too much. You might get some hate or that, but all you need to do is press turn off the comments. That's all I've done. I've had you have plenty of hate and that's something that we'll speak about further down the line probably in our podcast and dealing with stuff like that but it's very easy in the terms of boom see ya that's Gone. it that's all you need to do so uh, use tiktok to your 
like use it as your secret weapon where you edit the videos to be good quality but make it 15 seconds or less if you can make it between 15 and 10 seconds you're onto a banger make it at 3 p.m make sure you're trying to get one a day and trust me when i say this your views will go up you might start you'll probably say to me oh but t literally i've been putting up for the last week or two mine didn't pop up for a couple of weeks and then randomly out of nowhere boom skyrocketed everyone after that was above 10 15 20k that's all you got to do just keep it consistent keep it clean make sure that your profile looks clean and like we always say we will always say this on our uh, podcast if you want any advice with anything you can contact us both even if you haven't got me on discord and you've got sakura he can ask me questions because we're always speaking to each other each day just message us we we want this podcast to be fun a bit of a laugh having drinks like we have been we want to make it enjoyable for you to watch but we also want the informative side so that it's a community that you guys can come and watch you can come and watch and learn and ask us questions so at the end of the day like i'm not asked whether i grow big as long as i help other people grow big and can see their success and their happiness that's what makes me happy i'm not asked whether i'm massive if i can help somebody themselves get massive that would be that would mean so much more to me than me personally getting massive i'm not asked about that like if we can see somebody even from the podcast or from just like messaging messaging us personally like if you need the help and we can provide it we will do and yeah smash it exactly you guys can you guys will get on it and yeah it'll it'll be insane we want the best for everybody that comes to watch these these streams obviously you're supporting us and uh we want to support you in return going forward um i believe either next week or the following week depending on when we're going to do the next podcast we're gonna have uh billy beyond the ceo of beyond energy the incredible uh energy drink brand below my name right here that is uh sponsoring this podcast and sponsoring the giveaway itself um we're gonna have him in the stream if you have any questions specifically for beyond or specifically for bill in terms of beyond or any of the stuff that bill's done or does in terms of like paintball businesses anything please let us know we'll write it down and then we'll put that to bill uh either next week or the week after depending on when we can book him because he is a very busy man so yeah um please do ask exactly that have you got any questions your end then um wilkes asks oh here we who's go. the best staff member at click uh, well, I would personally say there's a new staff member that started there. Um, that crazy T guy's pretty good. Yeah, I think he's out new of and everyone. he's up and coming. Um, he, he, he's going to personally be the next think big he's thing. Uh, the next big staff member, without a doubt, he's going to pop off yeah. in the uh, in the staff industry. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be crazy. Uh, Kyle Ogden says, uh, "Why is Krazy so fit?" And uh, <laughs> that tattoo. I assume he's asking to see your tattoo or or like what is the tattoo about? Does it have a meaning? Um so I've only got I've only got one tattoo on my body. I'd love to get more. I I've seen so many more that I absolutely love and I would 
I would happily get them, but the reason why I'm not going to get another tattoo is my great nan passed away a fair few years ago, but she was, I was so close to her. She was like another mum to me. And for her, my sister got a ring, I think it was. So for me, they, my mum said, we'll give you equivalent to what she had. So she said, what do you want? And for me, I've always wanted a tattoo. So I decided to get this, which if you can't see, it's a feather with some birds flying away. Um, the reason I don't want to get another tattoo is I don't want to lose the meaning behind that. That, like, it means everything. It, it's got such a... Uh, um, massive meaning to me. I'm a very family guy. If anyone knows me outside of this, family is everything for me. I've done a lot of stuff and given up a lot of stuff because of family, because I want to be with my family. So for me, that's what it is. That's what the meaning is. It's, yeah, something very, very special to me. Like, I'd love to get other tattoos because I really wanted to get a Pokemon tattoo, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think my great nan would be very happy if uh, up there if suddenly I get that and then I get a massive Pokemon tattoo on my leg or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't think it'll go very well. Fair, fair. There's a, a very nice meaning behind that tattoo. I tattoos are another thing that I would also quite like to get, but I'm shit scared of wanting to get a tattoo, getting it, and then thinking. Fuck! What have I done? <laughs> it's a hard it's one. permanent. Like unless it has meaning, like yourself. Like yeah. realistically, you're just painting your body permanently, and I don't know. That scares us like massively. It is, it's, so. a, it's a hard one. It's a hard yeah. commitment to do, and 100%. I wouldn't have done it if I if I didn't have my loss. Yeah. That's it. Any more? No, Any more? Big respect, more? man. Um, D Rogers eight nine zero says. What got you into streaming and who inspires you? I'll let you, you, I'll let you go. Oh, okay. am I answering this one? I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take we it if you want. We can both like bits yeah. of both. Um, what got me into streaming? I was already playing video games. Um, obviously, being a magician and things in the past, I was very performance-driven anyway. Um, but it always has been, and as I mentioned before, my main goal with streaming is to help other people. Uh, a lot of people that know myself, um, I try and help anyone where I can, whether it's like hosting or rating them on stream, which is, is such a small thing, but it can massively help somebody uh, in terms of viewership and things like that. Or if it's creating like stream logos or overlays or anything that can possibly help any other person on stream, um, that's the reason I'm here, realistically. Even if it's not streaming related outside of stream, if I can use the money from streaming or I can use the money from like my Beyond affiliate ship to help other people, whether that's to introduce them to Beyond or to help them because they're struggling or any other way, like that's all I want to do realistically. I just want to help other people and becoming big on these platforms gives me potential to reach more people. I'm not asked about becoming big for myself. I'm more asked about becoming big so that I can reach other people and I can help other people. That's my main reason for streaming. Um, and in terms of inspiration, to be fair, I never really used to watch stream, but it was more a time constraint thing. I never used to watch people's streams because I didn't really have the time uh, in between like coaching, training, going to the gym, uh, and then like trying to catch up on TV programs and things like that. Like, it, I just couldn't keep up with streams. But at the minute, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching Courage JD, who 
who's obviously one of the guys over at uh, 100 Thieves who recently uh, became one of the co-owners along with uh, Valkyrie and obviously Nadeshot, the main owner. Um, yeah, 100% go check Courage out. That guy's hilarious. Um, yeah, and in terms of content creation, the Sidemen, as much as it's like a really cheesy UK thing, their content's hilarious. Like, if you haven't already, go check them out. Courage recently did a video uh, reacting to the Sidemen's most viewed clips. So I'd, I'd definitely go check them out. Uh, and again, uh, Vitalius just put in the chat there, who are 100 Thieves? They're kind of like Click, but not quite as good. I like Click yeah, esports, exactly. but they're not quite as sexy, um, exactly. apparently. I mean, you could check them out. Their social media is pretty small. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For me, I found, I found for streaming, I wanted to do it for myself. I, I've, I was at, at school, like... I was very a uh, different person to everyone else. I were I was not one of the popular lads. I was bullied quite heavily at school. But for me, coming into streaming, I was always confident to be. I could step in front of anyone and chat. I I'm good at chatting shit. I've always been known at good at chatting shit. We can tell. Yeah. <laughs> but this like, has gone on for like two hours now. We can <laughs> tell you're good at chatting shit. Yeah, but for me, I start streaming because I. I've always followed Syndicate. The Syndicate has been... OG. Literally, I've followed him from the days of his first videos. It was random how I got into following him. From him used to playing... Uh, what was it? Uh, zombies and so on and moving on from that. Um, But yeah, I followed him. He started streaming, so I was like, oh, well, I'll give it a shot. I gave it a shot once, it started going well, and then obviously I started again. But I've done it for myself to prove to me that I can do something that I want to do. And I wanted to prove that no matter who you are or what has happened in your past, you can get to where you want. It's a massive thing to be able to prove to people that... I might have been different at school. I might have been, yeah, one of the lowest, or I might have done something different to other people. But to prove to myself that if I really wanted to and carried on now, like I know that I can get to the place where I would want have to wanted to have been. Another person that inspired me recently is Nick Merckx. That guy for me, I watch him at like tea at dinner. Me and Soph both watch him. He's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. His just chatting at the start makes us cry. His stories are awesome. But also, I I used to be a very skinny guy. I used to be absolutely ripped, like shredded. I'm a chubby old boy now. Like I've got a belly, <laughs> comfort fat and all that, saying all that. But for me, Same the reason bro. I used to go to it's the, the gym... Belly. <laughs> the a reason I go belly. to the gym and everything like that now is because of him like he is the reason why i have got into the gym and i find people like that very motivational because them they say it and they're like yo go out there and do it you can prove and i like that fact it's not proven people wrong it's proven to myself that i've got that willpower and i've got that thing that i know that if i want to be that good i can be that good and for anyone out there that struggles and anyone out there that doesn't believe in themselves no matter what you are, you can always get to a place where you want to be. You think of all these Paralympians that think probably you see them that 
probably never think that they'd be able to swim and get a gold in the Paralympics. They do. Stuff like that and shit like that is proves that it doesn't matter. You can have the like a severe disability. It does not matter. You can get where you want to. You you have so much ability. It is all in your mind. Everything in your mind tells you to stop, but you've got to push past that. That's how 100%. I feel. Obviously, I've stopped streaming, but that's more because I'm wanting to, like Sakura said, I want to help other people now. My next step in my like journey in streaming and in content and in esports is to help other people. That's how I feel. But yeah, that's how I feel. 100%. Just going on from that, um, one of the things I'd like to cover, obviously we're going to try and get Billy Beyond on, um, but much like this this podcast where we've come with the news and then we've come with an educational topic at the end of it, for this one it was obviously social media, uh, something I was big into um, last year before lockdown uh, was habits, goals, and things like that. Um, one of the things I'd like to cover over a, a time period is how to create habits, how to set goals and how to achieve them and the best ways you can possibly do those kinds of things. Cause for a long time, I didn't have a clue what was going on. Um, and then I set myself some goals. I read lots and lots of books. I watched lots and lots of videos, um, and educated myself on how best to do it. And within the space of three months, I lost 25 kilos. I was in the best shape I was ever in. I was meditating daily. I was reading two books a week. Like it was incredible. Um, and that's the sort of stuff I'd like to go over is setting those goals and setting those mindsets that you guys can put in place super easily that you guys can keep up with that aren't going to be like completely taxing methods that work are tried and tested, that I've tested myself and that I am going to put myself through again. Um, starting today, actually, um, I've started tracking my calories. I uh, started going back to the gym. I'm getting back on top of everything like that's my plan and i want you guys along with the journey i want you guys to hit your goals i want you guys to lose weight get big like do what you guys want to do and hit those goals and i'm gonna help you guys along the way with everything that you need give you that tactics the advice uh if you guys want it before the stream if you can't wait you want to start straight away this messages but i will do a stream on like all of that stuff because there are some like cracked methods tried and tested that are honestly incredible and uh they, they will get you to where you want to be so that's something to look forward to in the future that'll probably come the episode after uh big billy beyond yeah. um but we have uh beyond to look forward to um Brilliant. again just a quick overall thank you to obviously click esports um for partnering with us on this uh incredible podcast i hope you guys have thoroughly ed- thoroughly enjoyed it um, I know both, uh, speaking for myself and uh, Crazy T here, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, yeah. It is something that I've wanted to do for a long time now, and I know Crazy T has as well. Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. If you do have any feedback, um, I'm going to put a post on Twitter um, just asking for feedback. Please pop it in there. Be honest. Be brutal. Don't be a cunt. Don't put something in there joking. Like We need like serious stuff. Um, we like what be... you liked, what you enjoyed, what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of. If you want to see less of Crazy T, let us know. We'll just kick him out the podcast <laughs> and I'll run this solo. Um, or if but you yeah. want to see less of Sakura, wow, I can't rude. do much about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, please let us know the feedback. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I know we certainly have. Again, a massive thank you to Beyond for the sponsorship of yeah. the giveaway, both partnering with myself, Crazy T, and obviously the Click Boys. Uh, again, Massive. have an incredible evening. 
Go check out Beyond. I'm going to spam their link in the chat down below so that you guys can go get it. Again, code CLICK, code CRAZYT, and code SAKURA are 20% off on tubs of uh, sour cherry. Um, so please do do go get involved in the uh, Twisted Cherry flavor. It's honestly, it's incredible. Cherry Twist is, is next level stuff. Um, so do it. I've not really drank any of my other ones because Cherry's like taking the top list and I've it just forgot, forgot about everything else. Like, I don't like Cherry, but that is good. I actually don't mind that. It's actually really nice. Like normally Cherry flavors aren't the one for me, but for someone that doesn't normally like traditional Cherry... That just tastes like a sweet. It's so yeah, good. It's so, it so, so nice. And uh, we'll see you later. We'll see you next week. Hopefully, with a big Billy Beyond. Peace. Peace and love.